Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer. This is a juicy little extra episode that takes place in between our big monthly beefy boys. But joining me, as always, are a couple of boys, uh, it's uh, Adrian. I'm a beefy boy. And Matt. Hello. Um, I'm more of the fat, I'm the bit of me you don't really want. Ed, this is in between. <laughs> <laughs> League of Legends and uh, Ca- Gabriel Knight, Sins of the Father, is approaching towards the end of the month. But we like to take a little time every two weeks to catch up and see how we're all doing and see what else we're doing in our busy boy gaming lives, what else we've been playing. And big on the agenda this time, someone finally has the device we've all been waiting for. That's right. I got one. I got a Virtual Boy. About time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I finally got a PS5, and it was like a day or two after we recorded that episode and put it out, where I, I think very quickly at the end of the episode, Mark was like, anyone got one yet? And we were like, nope, and then we moved on. It, it like it was there. It was great. Um, it was out of the blue. I was expecting like an email from the, from the store I got it from first to be like, uh, you know, it's coming this week, but nothing. And then just sitting at work on a Thursday, uh, get a call. Yeah, your uh, PlayStation's here. And I was like, so thrown off. I was like, uh, PlayStation 5? Yes. Uh, <laughs> PlayStation uh, come- 2? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when can you come and get it? I'll get it this afternoon. And then the rest of my day was ruined and I couldn't do anything else. So I left work early and... Uh, Went straight there, picked that up. I bought myself Demon Souls. I bought myself Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, and um, do you want me to just keep talking for a while about what I've been playing and how it's been going? Can you tell me? Sure. Can you tell me, like, <laughs> what is the experience like compared to a PS4? Okay. Okay. The speed. You know how sometimes advertisers advertise things and it's like, oh, oh it's only like, marginally better or it's basically non-existent the speed is so fast it's annoying (laughs) i'm used to like turning my playstation on um and then be like all right cool time to order some lunch or like all right i'm gonna go to the toilet or i'm gonna grab a drink but it's like uh it's faster than my tv can turn on (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's so it's it's really good and like the suspense i don't don't know if ps4 had it because i never really used it but like the rest mode suspend feature is good. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's, uh, it walks the talk as far as I'm concerned. See, I uh, can't imagine the rest mode, because I do use rest mode, and I am astonished. Even my wife will turn off the PS4, and I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, I can't imagine that, because that would have gone from, I want to guess 10 seconds at most if it's a beefy game, but normally around like five seconds. So it's like, that's the same. Same with, like, Xbox. But I've seen, like, that's not where the cell is. The cell is what you, you're kind of saying where I watched a PS4 versus Xbox One versus PS5 versus Xbox Series X all booting Monster Hunter World. And uh, I'm pretty sure the PlayStation 5 and Xbox uh, Series X uh, were, you know, finishing uh, finishing up... Elatrion by the time the other, the <laughs> the current generation got to the main menu like that's it, it, obviously hyperbolic but it's insanely fast in comparison oh yeah it's nuts um 
DualSense. The next, what's DualSense like? The controller is great. I'd say that's its next best feature. Like, and it's such minute things. I was like, and I figured it, it was going to be. I mean, I, th- I thought it was one of those things that you know, oh, only the release games would use, and then like you know, it wouldn't be a thing anymore. Like you'd forget about it. No one would use it. But like even now, I've um, picked up. Uh, what I did was I bought so I bought those two games, but because the games are kind of expensive, I've just I've started downloading all the free ones. Anything free, I've been playing. So um, there was Marquette. I played like a puzzle game that was on PS Plus. That was really fun and really and really pretty. Like 4K is like is really good. Like, but I don't know 4K. Like the speed increase to me is bigger than going from 1080 to 4K. Would you uh, prefer to have like? frames go up from like let's just hypothetically say 60 to 120 so like that you know that's what the pc master race people go for 4k and 120 frames would you prefer 120 frames or do you reckon the 4k uh probably the 4k like i think 60 frames is enough something i have noticed is a lot of games will now give you performance or beauty options um, and I'm, I've been picking beauty, but there's a couple of games uh, maybe they're not optimized. Like I, play, I was playing Ratchet and Clank. I was playing on PS4, and then the PS5 arrived, so I switched it over. I downloaded it, moved my save over, finished on there. Um, and like, was that was something else? There was a game I was playing. Maybe it was Miles Morales. I don't know, uh, but it was like running at 30 f, like the the beauty modes, 30 fps, but you know, ray tracing, beautiful graphics, etc. Um, and it was just like, I don't know, the frame, it was just, must have been like just under 30 because it was like enough that I was getting like, my eyes were sore from it. So I like turned it to 60, the performance mode, and it was great. Um, so I don't know if that's like an optimization thing, but I've been playing Control, um, a game I never thought I'd really play because um, it's really good. But they... Going back to talking about how the dual sense, I didn't think, you know, I thought Astro's Playroom would use it. Uh, and then other games like Miles Morales has it to a, a, certain, ex- a certain extent. Um, but I just found it in playing Control, they've like obviously updated it so it's faster with the, with the thing. Because it's like the Ultimate Edition, whatever. But they've like actually gone ahead and done it because there's a gun in the game where it's like a, it's like a long charge and then you, get, you do big damage, one big burst kind of thing. Sure. And you hold the trigger down. And it goes like the gun goes like and then like clicks and you can feel it on the dual sense. But also it must be rumbling at like frequencies to be audible because you can hear it. It sounds like a laser, like a weird laser gun going like and then like and that's from the controller rumble. And I thought that was impressive. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing through that myself when when I can. Um, I played Resident Evil 7. I played... Um, Ratchet and Clank, Miles Morales. I finished. Demon Souls hasn't quite grabbed me as much as I thought it would. Like oh. I haven't. I got to Flame Lurker, and then nice. was like, "This is too hard. I'm gonna come back to it later." And then haven't. But I think it might just because there's so much else to do at the moment. Like I've still got to play Bug Snacks, um, uh, yes, some the, other games. The artistic, artistically renowned Bug Snacks. Yes. I'm getting big flashbacks yeah. to like early high school where I hadn't moved on to like the next generation of consoles and i would just talk to people 
about their, like, Xbox 360s and PS3s and just talk What's about like? games. <laughs> and was that enough for you? Just that, like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. I remember getting told all about Assassin's Creed 1 on Xbox 360. And I was like, this game sounds incredible. That's wow. Amazing. Have I, have I made you play it yet or, like, touch it? You haven't been around, have you? I haven't had a chance to get my hands on it yet. All righty. I want to see um, how it tackles split screen. Yeah, that's, that's true. See I mean, I don't have a second controller run, yet. See but yeah. if can actually run Borderlands 3. Yeah. I think, PS, I think DualShock 4s can connect if you're running the PS4 version of the game. Yeah. So Possibly, we could I, we could I'm test out that. a Borderlands with a DualSense and with a PS4 with a DualShock 4. But also, yeah, yeah. I own a DualSense. Remember, oh, there you I go. went to the Big W and they said that they might have some, and then they didn't, and then I was sad. And then there's actually so if there's anyone, I don't think there's anyone that listens to this podcast this uh, obsessively yet. Uh, but someone who listens to this podcast would note many episodes ago i mentioned the plastic of the start and options and i guess share button is not on par with the rest of the controller do you agree adrian or am i crazy i haven't noticed like because i've heard other people complain about admittedly everyone's talked about different parts they just don't like like i've heard someone talk about they don't like the d-pad because it's like glassy and they're all connected and i'm no, none of it's bothered me. It's it's just I don't know. I just feel like that plastic. It's the the very cheap plastic. It's it's hard to explain, especially through an audio format. And I'm trying really hard to gesture with my hands, but you guys can't even see me. This isn't one of those podcasts where we can all see each other right now and then, you know, you're listening to it going, "Ah, oh, he's just, I'm I'm at a failure to express how the plastic feels and i need we need to get michael so obviously you can until i get a ps5 uh because steam still has not quite 100 percent got the dual sense it's got it a little bit but there's a few things here and there um that don't work for example phasmophobia playing with the dual sense it's like it's on turbo mode oh so if you like turn on your flashlight and then you uh have a seizure uh okay the ghost rage Oh no! Oh, has the hunt started? Oh no, he's just playing with the dual sense. Um, but so you can borrow it if you'd like, and then you can play. Well, I don't really have any multiplayer games, and yeah, they're kind of exp- like there's some games that I know I want to get eventually, like Valhalla or Godfall, but they're just so expensive. So it might might be something I I bank on some of the free games for a while, and maybe pick up one. Like, uh, yeah, I definitely don't want to buy anything until I've finished Bug Snacks and I've, I've re-downloaded Bloodborne because I want to play that, but I've got to finish Demon Souls first. As a, it's given me a bit of a list, which is good. Um, Can we play Bloodborne together? On it? Like, if I save it for when you get one? No, like, f- I'm on PS4. I don't know. That's a good question. Cause, Generational uh, crossplay. Remnant, the game I, I said you guys should download that's free at the moment, Remnant, whatever, whatever. Um, I like I downloaded that on PS5 because I was like, get it. I want to like, I want to look at playing it eventually. Download on PS5, and I was like, is if they get it on PS4, is it going to work? So I don't know. That's a good question. That's something we can try and test. Actually, 
should should we just like look at? I feel like I'm having a quick look. Surely we should know. Someone else would know. Just have to PS5. You know what? Play with PS5. Go go down in the comments and oh, this this doesn't really have comments. I just rate us five stars and then we'll look at that. (laughs) So here we go. PS4 and PS5 players and users of the new PlayStation app for mobile devices can communicate via voice chat in parties, depending on the game, in-game chat. Uh, And then it says, whether you're playing a multiplayer PS4 game on your PS4 or PS5, you will be able to play with other players on either console. So it does work. Yes. So if it's a PS4 game... So it won't work for a PS4 version trying to connect with a PS5 version. Yeah, okay. But if we're both trying to play Bloodborne... Yes, you will be fine. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, see, that's... And I figured so because I'm like, it's probably just connecting to the same networks using the same code or like maybe it's got the PS4 versions, whatever. But yeah, that's good. So I'm also um, assuming then that you got the the full edition, like not the digital yeah, yeah. edition. Yeah, and I was tossing back... Like when I was when I first got, I was tossing back and forth between um, Demon Souls and Spider Man, um, and I <laughs> I was like playing both, and I'm like I'm just I hate getting up to swap the disc out. I'm just going to play Spider Man, finish that first. I was going to try and finish it in two weeks and take it back, but I forgot and then didn't. So whoever wants to borrow Spider Man, well, I mean Michael's already. I'll I'll take that's it. true. Whenever um, the PlayStation Five comes out for. Us wee folk. Uh, But to wrap up the PlayStation 5 talk, I'll tell you this. There's been a couple of times um, where I've left it in rest mode. That's just kind of where I've left it. Uh, Yeah, I've had a couple of issues with it. One, if I rest mode the console, the stuff just stops downloading. Like, I know it's meant to, and that's what I did with the PS4, but um, I don't know. I don't know if it's a network thing. I pretty sure i turned all relevant like settings on so that if i enter rest mode games will update so i felt i was obviously downloading like three or four games <clears throat> when i went through like the all the, my library and i had to leave it on all day like on the tv and there's, there's another issue with that um and i was like I, yeah so like i don't know something wrong with the networking i don't know if it's just my network but that's been an issue the other thing is it's supposed to be a convenience if I turn the PlayStation 5 on and my TV is off, it'll turn the TV on and move it to the right source. To the yeah, right smart link. Amazing. If I turn the TV off, the PlayStation 5 registers that it should turn off. So to circumvent the networking thing, I was like, cool. Leave the PlayStation like fully on, on the home menu, on the downloads list, let everything download. All right, I'll just turn the TV off now. Console turns off. <laughs> So, like I don't again. There might be a setting to that that I haven't touched, but yeah, that was, you can that turn that off. off. Um, uh, but there's also, um, I'm pretty sure there is like a limit. Like after X amount of hours in rest mode, it'll. You can set that. You can choose okay. never, or you can choose like three hours. I think. But the last thing is, and this is the most terrifying. There's a couple of times where I've gone to like pick the controller up, press the like PlayStation button to turn it on, and nothing happens. And the console Ooh. light is off, and I'm like, mm-hmm. um, and I think it had to like rebuild the hard drive once or twice. Like I had to like unplug it from the wall, um, give it like let it, uh, whatever it's called, flush the electricity, <laughs> um, oh, let and it then power down. 
Yeah, yeah. And then um, plug it back in and then it worked. And I was like, do I have like a defective console? It hasn't Maybe happened the again. Board? Like, yeah. is it in a board? Yeah, it is, is in a power straight? board. It could be. That, That's a good point. It could be. Uh, it it um, is a beefy thing. I wouldn't be surprised if it needs like a huge, like, undivided current kind of thing. Just like its its own circuit on the in your home. <laughs> yeah, its own fuse and everything. Yeah. But um hasn't happened again. Like it happened twice really like concurrently, but then it's been fine. And I'm at this point I'm just turning to turn it off completely unless I need to put it in rest mode for something. It's potentially a firmware thing for the time being. And considering how few people actually have it, I imagine that they're not actually getting the kind of data they need because to like diagnose the problem yeah yeah so if you're one of only thousands as opposed to thousands of hundreds of thousands then they're they're, they're like oh there's no problem it's really great little adrian's just like why do i have to keep unplugging <laughs> i just uh, want but to overall spider-man <laughs> overall yeah really really good i'm happy with my purchase and uh i look forward to many another seven eight years of this console and i just want to apologize for the time that you did invite me over and i refused to play it but i still wanted to be there i wanted to be there for you but i was um I was literally burning hot with jealousy, and I just want to <laughs> now take this moment to apologize. But you wouldn't play it. Yeah. I, 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 had, I didn't want to ruin the experience for myself. It's I had friends come over and was like, oh, yeah, look, play Astro's Pyre and feel the controller. Look at all these things it's doing. Isn't it cool? And then, and like, like yeah, we're passing I'll, it around. The, yeah, and the I'm like, I pass couch. it to a friend. Yeah, good. Pass it to my wife. Isn't this great, love? And then they go, all right, Matt, it's your turn. And I'm like, no. no. Do you remember, Adrian, when Bloodborne came out and we were at your parents' house yep. trying to teach Matt? And I feel like it was... Was it like that? Because he was very non-receptive to it. No, it was It was, it was, it was less like we were forcing him to... Like, he, uh, he just like, no, nah, I'm not playing it. I'm waiting for mine. He was celibate. <laughs> Whereas I, I, I don't remember the specifics of the Bloodborne thing. I remember that we landed and it was great. But... Um, no, I, I think this is less like less of the <laughs> classic. You really want me to play this, so I don't want to play it, and more of a, um, you lucky bastard. I'm not playing it. Screw you. <laughs> I was trying to be supportive still. <laughs> no, you just you had to bring your wife over to play it. That's why. That too, uh, but let's let's move on. We're here to learn. Um, so, I think if we're going to move on to like what what else we've been playing. Yeah. Um, we should ask Michael first, because I'm sure you and me are then going to go on a rant on the several games we've played. Okay, cool. So, Michael, how what have you been doing? Well, I've been playing uh, Gabriel Knight for the game of the month, and, of course, we will be going over that in another couple of weeks. But uh, so far, impressions are, like, it's 1993 the game came out. Oh, and- God. Aside from like the audio is the audio is surprisingly bad, um, but aside from that, I'm like, wow, this like still puts a lot of modern uh, puzzle games and point and click adventures sort of to shame. So we'll go over more of that in two weeks. But part of the thing I've been playing recently 
uh, is thanks to Matt's fantastic stream, Mag- Mega Matt X. No, we're not there yet. We'll we'll come back to it. But this is what I'm saying. Like, do you want me to go into it? Because it's thanks to your stream. Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's like a stinger for my thing. So yeah, stick around if you want to find out what has Matt been playing uh, in his oh. hour of power at Mega Matt X on Twitch. Check it out. Thank you. But yeah, go on. Oh, well, some of the uh, he. I think he's going to talk about it later. Yeah. Oh, thing. okay. So I'll. Uh, all right. For now, we can talk about what else we've been playing. You've been playing on stream, which okay. has included myself. All right. So I'll start. I'll do this chronologically then, because the first part is with uh, Adrian and myself, uh, and and a few other friends. But you know, we've been the ones who stuck through it all. We're uh, the obsessives. So we really got into Raft because it was on sale. Um, eh, sale, that's funny. Uh, it was. It went from like thirty to twenty dollars. That's a that's thirty percent off. And it was enough to be like to go from because it's technically in early access, and you know there's all these things with that. So it's like ah, uh, like arming and eyeing. No, here we go. Let's do it. Um, and so. I bought Blake, it for you as a present because you were you like, ah, oh, I shouldn't spend any more money. I just bought this Be- other thing. Yeah, because oh, okay. I bought Forest, the Forest, because that was on the special as well. What were they doing? They were doing like a let's get Matt to spend all of his money sale. Uh, but thank you for buying it for me. But That's- So then I bought it for my wife so that she could play with us. But as I said, we – so it was us three and a friend. And then – so f- was there any more or is it just four? No, I think it's just four. So there was four of us, and, you know, we we set off. And it started off a little frustrating, you know, they're like trying to learn a new uh, survival system. It can be annoying, you know, like the first time you play Don't Starve, it's, uh, it's annoying. I was doing so good. What's this recipe? Uh, How am I supposed to do it? What's this happening? To the point where at the very start, I would just go, I would be like, well, um, I'm thirsty. I'll jump in the water and let... Uh, let the shark eat me, which if you're going to talk about the shark online, anywhere else, Bruce is fine. Uh, we feel it's a little bit derivative. Uh, so we went with Gruntilda. We felt Gruntilda nice. was correct. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just like Gruntilda eat me, free meal for her, you know. <laughs> like, it was just like giving, like almost giving up. But then... We broke, like we, we broke through the wall. You know, I think yeah. I, I think every survival game has some sort of like learning. Oh, I get it now. I get it. Um, even to the point where you and I did hard at the very end of our like little story here. Uh, but yep, we smashed through the whole game. It was even the very was it the very last or the second last big location smashed out in one play. Uh. The, the dome? Was it the dome? Did we smash out the whole dome? In we, I think dome? so. We arrived there and then we did it. <laughs> yeah, we arrived there like at the end of one stream and then I think we did a whole stream just doing it. And we just smashed it out. So that would have been two to three hours max. So that's a good game for a busy gamer. 
if, yeah. if you if you want a survival. Again, it's got a learning curve, and if you're a whingy baby like me who won't play the PlayStation Five when his friend offers him the controller, <laughs> and you just kill yourself because the in the game, I mean, Jesus. Like, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, in in the game, you give up in the game. Uh, um, you push through that. And it's really, yeah. it's just hours, even not on stream, of um, just, you know, go, let's turn off the, because you have engines, but they require fuel. So you just turn them off, just do the sail, let us, like, let's go with the flow, li- like, literally, you know? I really like it as a, as a, as a different kind of survival. Like, um, you know, a lot of them are, very similar. You're on a land, you build a base, you go and explore for like your things. Um, this one was really good and different because like you're always with your home, firstly. Like you, your base really feels important because it's like yeah. it's not just a home, it's like functionality, it's how we get around, how do we optimize that? Um and then I just love the idea of just like floating on the ocean. Oh, you found this thing. And then when you get enough resources, you you build a radar and then you start going to like set locations based on the story and the chapters they've been doing as there's like a thread coming through and all the locations get cooler and cooler. Um, it's just, obviously it's been out for a couple of years and they're working on it as best they can. But like, it just like, we got to where we got to and then we were like, Oh wait, what's next? Hmm. There's nothing. Oh, we've done it all. Um, and like I said, they've been work like it's still an early access, so there's no expectation for them to have like perfected, you know, made every piece of content ever yet. But it's um I just I I'll be eager for the next chapter when it comes out. Oh yeah. Maybe if the next chapter what if the next chapter gets slated for like January next year? That's oh, so far away. Michael yeah. Michael's gonna buy it. I'm <laughs> on. I'll I'll gift it to Michael to continue the chain. I'll jump on yeah. that. Raft wagon, band raft, and then and then Michael, you will have to reimburse Adrian for his original copy. I'm very <laughs> sorry. Uh, but to continue through time, once I was kind of done with that, um, I went through a few other. They may not be the same genre survival per se, but I went through a few thing, a few different things that kind of could be considered like the same. Like I don't know if I talked about medieval dynasty on podcast before, but like so, did that on stream. Did a bit of dwarf fortress. Um, obviously, ah, yes. did Minecraft. Uh, but then, last week, I was thinking, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to do uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby Randomizer Nuzlocke. And so I've had two kind of sessions of that. And I've already put, I've put the first session, cut it down from two hours to just one. Uh, and then chucked that on YouTube. And if you're wondering what our YouTube channel is... It's no time to grind. But my Twitch channel is Mega Matt X. But you can find that if you just... I'm like, I don't want to remember his name. No time to grind. Go to the YouTube page. From the YouTube page, you can go... I'm pretty sure it's linked. But if not, you can go to the podcast page from the YouTube page. To the Facebook page. And I'm like all there. There's my Twitter. It's really easy. And why am I telling you this? Why am I giving you this whole web of things? Because... It's so powerful when you think about it. You could go on all those different avenues, click the message button, and call me a nerd. (laughs) I know this is a weird angle, guys, but I think some people could take that. Some people could go, 
I'll call this guy a nerd three different times in three different ways, but think of all of the algorithm. <laughs> think of all the algorithm. No. Um, but yeah, that, that's just where you can find us all. Uh, and we're, because we do, I don't know about you guys, because I feel like, um, I like, we're very relaxed here, here at No Time to Grind. So if you ever do want to, as the audience, want to open up a dialogue between us, I am like the first one. And then you go, Matt, I don't actually want to talk to you. I want to talk to Adrian or something, or Michael or something like that. <laughs> no one wants to talk to me. <laughs> He's yeah, at the well, bottom of the chain. I only suggested you to be polite. No, uh, but no, that's the thing is if you want to open up a dialogue, like I feel like a lot of podcasts, I feel like have the walls up, kind of even the... Uh, what do you call it? Businessy walls up. But the good thing about the stream and about us as a whole is just come on down and message us. We'll We're like cool with you calling us nerds. And if you want us to do anything, literally five stars, we'll do it. We'll do it. Well, there's no middleman. Like, you get straight to us. Well, I'm the middleman, but I am us. Yeah. Is, is what I would say. He's uh, really tall. He's the middle and the top man. But um, I am thinking of kind of changing it because I did cut it from two hours back to the back to the Pokemon uh, playthrough. I did cut it from two hours to one hour, but I'm thinking of even like highlighting it more. Like this is the moment when this Pokemon died, my first death, and then the next one happened. And in case you're wondering, did Pokemon get dark? No, this is a specific challenge where if a Pokemon faints, you release it. Uh, just in case people don't know what a Nuzlocke is. It's it's all kind of like explained in the video if you got an hour on your hand. But if you have two hours on your hand, but live, twitch.tv slash megamattex. But speaking of Pokemon, Michael. I've been inspired by you. And yes. I picked up Pokemon uh, Sword, which I believe we covered Sword and Shield on the podcast. Yes, we did. Oh, over a year ago now. Isn't that crazy? Came out into 2019, oh. I believe. That's um, ages ago. And I hadn't finished it before. And I was right at the end, I found out, so I should have finished it. Uh, and it does. It's, it still doesn't do enough for me. I'm Like, I'm glad I finished it, but watching you play Omega Ruby, I was like, oh. I have such nostalgia for the older games they just feel more like joyful and engaging than the newer ones and i don't know what it is i is it do you think is it just pure nostalgia like i'm just trapped there do you think something about the 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 more detailed graphics leaves less to the imagination and therefore it's like it's more direct you're looking at that pokemon and that person but you know it's less image invoking from your mind you know less you get to put your less of your own yeah uh, I guess imprint that's a good on point. it that it, there's no that the imagination is taken away because of how detailed it is it is what it is i think both i reckon that um what are the, what is it uh, brilliant diamond and shining pearl so they're redoing the sino ones and they're being very very faithful which i disagree with but um i think that'll still be fun to actually play 
I think it'll be horrible to look at, personally, but I realise that's my personal opinion. But I still think it'll be, like, it'll take you back. It'll take you back to that time. I think Um, it looks like the perfect in-between. What I do want from it, though, and they won't do it because it's Nintendo, is that I think if you're working with a chibi sort of art style that it appears to be, surely it shouldn't cost as much. I would like to see these... (laughs) <laughs> almost little remasters where they go, hey, pick it up for pick it up for thirty bucks. But they know that people will buy. It. Yes, and so they're never going to do that. Well, so it's like it's not a seventy dollar game. In defense of artists, whether it's chibi or whether it's anime or whether it's whatever, it still takes time, like to do that art style. Like someone making a real person and someone making a chibi person. I don't think the time difference is going to be so wildly different that you can cut the game price in half. Like that's well, I would a fraction... imagine that because they don't, they have not deviated that far from the original concept art, they would have so- saved time and money there because then because it is a remake, you know. But there's Actually, probably it's a lots remaster of extra time rather going... than a remake. Where oh, at least a remake, remaster. you might redesign. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not willing to judge companies. Uh, decisions like that. I just think when you... And I think I said this in the Sword and Shield, is I think when you compare what's... Like, what the these Pokemon games are standing next to, you put Sword and Shield next to Breath of the Wild, and you put uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl next to the Link to the Past remake, it's night and day where you can tell that... The, I'll put it like this: the design team is still on their best game. These are the best designs, in my opinion. The designs started at A, and they've slowly moved up through S through the generations. Yes, even that trash and even that ice cream Pokemon, you plot that line between red, blue, and yellow, and Sword and Shield. The designs themselves have just gone up, but the execution of that, in my opinion. The execution makes me think that they don't care. And I know that they do. Or rather, I it is cemented in my hope that they do care. But the thing is, they have missed the mark in terms of execution for, for a few different things. Where if they weren't so afraid of the internet in the Wii days for whatever reason... I reckon that Pokemon would have been a gacha game. Like, that's how it feels sometimes, is that they care more about the money than the execution. Like, again, the design team uh, is brilliant. Uh, but, uh, like, do you get what I mean? Do you get my angle that I'm coming from here? It's... Like, you see it as as cash grabby because they're putting less work into it. Like, the designs are good. Like, someone draws the design for the Pokemon, and it's brilliant. Someone makes a 3D model for it, and it's brilliant. And then the person who makes up the battle mechanic decisions does that, and that's brilliant. And then the person who brings that all together loves money. Do you get what I mean? Like, there's everyone at the bottom loves the art. And I think the people at the top maybe love art, but the people in the middle 
don't. They love money. That's how it feels to me. I have like no grounds in actually saying this is a fact. Which I'm trying to. Right. I'm trying to sort of get through what you're saying. Are you? Are you talking about the fact that uh, Nintendo themselves have admitted that they've basically got 3D models of all the Pokemon? Someone worked hard to do that, but now it, because it doesn't have to be redone, it can be slapped in each iteration, and they just get, get that um, in there. Let, let me put it this way. So, like, they made the battle mechanic, they made the Pokemon, they, um, they made the designs for all of the NPCs, and they were, like, painstakingly made with heart and soul, and then they just slapped the world together. That's kind of what it feels like. Like, the story and the, and the world and the narrative and the plot is less... Well, that's yeah. already written, I guess, but unless they're rejigging it a bit. But if it's a remaster, I expect less is going into it. Oh, I'm not talking about the... I'm talking the broad in general. So, how are you feeling, then, about the new... Arceus. Um, yeah. Okay, so this this one, I'm like, I really like the look of it, but there was, why did they show in the trailer? There was a part in the trailer where it was like legit, and I'm not even being hyperbolic. Ten frames per second. Is is this that early in development, or like? Do they think that's an art style? Because there was a thing and there was a Pokemon and they were flapping their wings and it was like 10 frames per second. And I'm like, I would get a headache playing that. It's surely just got to do with it being in what I can only imagine is alpha stage. Mm. Like, that's what I'm saying. But then why would you pick that video? Um, But let's just say I'm interested. Uh, and not in a I've been hurt before, but more in a hang on a that that was a very low frames there. And I'm not big about graphics. I don't care that much about graphics, especially with Pokemon. But the thing is, there's a lot. Like even red and blue is more than ten frames per second, right? I feel like it. it that'll be gone on release. Yeah, but uh, you know what I am. Okay, let's let's let's. Uh, swing this positively. You know what I am looking forward to? Pokemon Snap 2. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did say that. Oh, um, and I've seen that. And that is not 10 frames per second, my friend. That's 120. No, it's not. It's not <laughs> on the Switch. But, but it, looks, it looks so good. Um, but I'm scared that it's going to be too much like the original. Like, which I know is stupid. But I'm like... I want that classic Nintendo, like you're playing Mario, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's just like Mario. And then suddenly they throw something at you, and you're like, whoa, there's cats, and you can run up the thing? Look at that. See, that to me, like, I know there's a lot of nostalgia for Snap, but, like, what kind of game is it? It's pretty cool. It's almost like a puzzle game, right? Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be, like, you run through the same level... And you go, okay, I'm going to try throwing, um, what is it, bait, technically? Yeah, I've got food. It's yeah. an on-rails Metroidvania. It's like a, it's like a light gun, <laughs> but for Pokemon. I was, I was going to say it's a PG point blank. Yeah, or it's, it's Time Crisis Pokemon. No, it, it is like, it's kind of like a puzzle, because you've got this 3D space, but you're on-rails, and you're like, okay, I need to go, like, throw the food at the butterfree now 
and then throw the rock at the cocooner now, and then I swing back, take a photo of the butterfree, swing back, take a photo of the beedrill, like, it's supposed to be a puzzle in that regard, and that's, like, kind of not what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to, like, if they can put a spin on that. Which I'm pretty sure they... I would hope they do some extra stuff and it's not just the same mechanic. Like, the bait was good, but they should add more of that kind of stuff of, like, here's no, here's a new kind of camera and here's a new, you know, here's new balls, here's new baits. Um, and just, like, make the interaction with the, the world that you you rail on. Maybe this might be an open world game. I don't know how much we know about it. Maybe there should like, be almost like, you know, how in the wild areas in Sword and Shield they are more in, like, real time with everyone else. Like, their weather conditions and certain Gigantamax will be there for everyone. So you have a reason to come back to Pokemon Snap if you're going every day. There'll be a new, like, weather condition, for example, and you'll see different things. They're definitely going to do that. That would be so good. Otherwise, yeah, otherwise you could just smash it out surely, just for, like, a completionist edge. But if they keep putting in new Pokemon to take photo of, if they keep updating it, then then surely that's the only way it will, like, work. (sighs) I'm so hyped up about Pokemon. Why do I care so much about this game series? This child's game. Because it's, like, it's a part of us as gamers like i was trying to argue this with someone the other day who said that people around my age like don't care at all about pokemon and i was arguing with them i was like they might not like they might not be fans anymore but they'll know what i'm talking about because of how influential it was in the 90s and early 2000s like every kid even if you didn't play the game you probably saw the cartoon you saw the toys it's so influential and we all remember it so fondly, and that's why we care. Like every you say Pikachu, everyone knows Pikachu, even if you're like not a gamer. But someone was trying to say that it's like the nerdiest thing in the world to mention Pokemon. It's like no, it transcended that. It's just pop culture. It um, wasn't there like a whole name thing of it, like the like Pokemon, not Pokemon virus like phenomena like it it had its own nickname pokemania or yeah pokemania Pokemania. like it was a thing like so so that's why we care i think they they whoever said that to you was either old uh, or in denial or yeah or (laughs) underestimates like things about their childhood in general really is pokemon not the like largest selling brand like of all time, thing, I think recognition it is. or something like that. Like, I think it like even trumps like Disney. Yeah, like it's got like the most paraphernalia. Yeah, yeah, like sell so many toys and stuff. Like it's up there. You got Mickey Mouse. You got Pikachu. Like they now, I think, sit there together. And I tell you what, I reckon a lot of kids these days wouldn't know who Mickey Mouse is. No, probably not. Or like, or mm, as readily recognize they, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, no, they they still. It's uh, I have nieces and nephews. It's still like, it's like a Disney executive goes to the hospitals and hands them out or something. <laughs> I don't know how they're doing it. Um, but just so we know, 
so Pokemon is number one. Hello Kitty is number two. Winnie the Pooh is three. Uh, uh, roughly estimated the same as Mickey Mouse. Right. And then finally, Star Wars. That's interesting. Those, those are the top five. The power of kids. This is why everyone wants on the kids industry. Which is, it sucks that we're like the busy... <laughs> Busy, busy gamer podcast. Why couldn't we be? Because we're like busy with job or uh, university or the children. Uh, whereas we need to start hitting the busy with eating glue market. <laughs> is that offensive? Is that ageism? Nah. Uh, any kids listening? If they find that offensive, uh, let us know. <laughs> let us know. If you eat glue, do get in touch with us. If you're leaving me a glue. <laughs> the next episode's intro. Damn, that four-year-old had really good lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, no more podcasts. We got sued out of oblivion. <laughs> um, okay, so final thing because we can't get into it. Uh, so you you touched on Gabriel Knight. Yes, but what are your like actual? How do you how do you feel about it so far? Uh, like so. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. Uh, have you started playing it at all, Adrian? Yes, you have. I've okay. started. I've started many times at this point. Right? Uh, did you Did you know you can save? Do remember to save? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, not game. not out of uh, forgetting to save or anything. Just out of what? You know? That's well, I'm... all this and more on the next episode. <laughs> Now, this I'm is... feeling good, and I'm excited for next episode. It's why I wanted to end on it, because I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. If I, I put it this way, like, I'm yet to encounter a 90s point-and-click adventure game that is not meant for children, like, in any way. Like, this game, I could imagine, was pitched as being, like, this is a game for adults. Like, this is, like, deduction-based... Uh, there's like murder and gore as much as it can be gory in pixels. And you've got like a really good cast with like Tim Curry, Mark Hamill, uh, Michael Dorn from Star Trek is in it as well. He plays Worf in The Next Generation. Um, Like, yeah, I could see that for its time that this was like a big project. And like, I'm, I'm happy with how it's going. I've, I've played a, like a lot worse. If you if you're not enjoying it, keep in mind that there is a lot worse from 1993. That like, doesn't this change. still stands up. <laughs> There's a lot worse than Fallout New Vegas, and yet, and yet, yeah, oh yeah, like there, there's a lot worse like than New Vegas, like and enjoyment and all like, of the games. I knew that this would toss up something because it's a it's a really different world. And it still carries on in the sort of indie scape of, of pixel adventure games. Um, and I just think it's they're worth exploring because it's like, are they games? Are, are they the earliest versions of your Telltale interactive movies? Um, and this one has like a cult status in two ways because it's about cults as well. <laughs> so um, we'll, we'll pick that up in uh, two weeks' time. If you haven't started playing yet, uh, you should be able to get through it in time if you want to play along with us but matt how do they get in touch one more time 
Uh, so we have a Facebook at No Time to Grind Podcast. You can also find a YouTube channel if you want to throw anything in there. Don't do that, though. If you want us to see what you've said, 100%, you need us to see it or you'll die. That's a five-star review on Apple. Okay, that's the only way we'll see it. Um, if you don't want us to see it but have us in your heart, that's a subscribe on Spotify if you're there. Um, and then I am at MegamatEX on Twitter and uh, Twitch. However, the, the Twitch doesn't use ads. Or do they? I don't think they do. It's not necessary for the URL. That's it for this week's extra sode. And uh, we'll see you in two more weeks for Gabriel Knight. Thank you very much for listening. My name's been Adrian. I've been Matt. And I've been Michael. Uh, Now, if you'll excuse me, I do need to transform into a cheetah and then kill you in your dreams. And then the snake touches your neck. And be careful. You won't know what to do when it touches your neck. (laughs) 